Hello, everybody. Welcome to our third JMJ podcast. My name is Rocco Taraborelli. I am joined here by my friends, my co-workers, my partners in JMJ Missions, Anthony and Dan. want to start off by wishing everyone a happy Lent and Ash Wednesday to everybody. Um, today's topic... So, today's topic, we went into this today not having a topic, actually. <laughs> But I received some inspiration uh, pretty recently, like about maybe 25 minutes ago, <laughs> about a topic. And I, was, I had pen and paper in my hand, and I was trying to think of what to talk about tonight. And then Dan, or Anthony, puts on a Disney movie, a Disney Pixar movie, and the movie was called Soul. I don't know if any of you ever saw it. I never saw it. It looks good. It looks jazzy. Uh, it looks no pun intended. very interesting. Um, something I would like to check out someday. But the movie was called Soul, and I started thinking, okay, Soul, Soul. Maybe this was from the Holy Spirit, Soul. Then I started thinking, how can we best take care of our souls? It was a little, I wasn't feeling that as much. So I started thinking even further into it, and I concluded that today's topic was, how can we be the very best version of ourselves? That is today's topic, and we look forward to discussing that with you. Good intro song. Yeah, a really good song. EDM very good. is the best. Yes, I it would, is. I would listen to EDM all day if I could. All right. So, Ant, I was wondering what kind of... So, again... I have another question for you guys. I have a lot of questions, a lot of questions of a very intense value. The question is, if you could only eat one topping pizza for the rest of your life, so every single time for the rest of your life that you eat pizza, this topping has to be on it with no exceptions, and you can't peel it off, what would it be? Or would it just be plain, because that's an option too? I would like to start, and I will <laughs> undoubtedly say pineapple. Wow. Every time, though, for the Every rest of your time. life, like you're 45 years old, Every you're time. eating pineapple pizza. Pineapple is my favorite fruit of all time. To combine that with the majesty of pizza is inexplicable. It's inexplicably <laughs> delicious. And I would be happy, happy to be a victim of pineapple pizza for the rest of my life. <laughs> Rock, I've never disagreed with you more about anything. I disagree with you about that. <laughs> So, um, actually, it was weird, weirdly enough, Rock, do you remember the first time we all had pineapple pizza? We were having a huge basketball tournament, your house. I think it was our sophomore year, and it would have been your junior year. We ordered tons of pizza. I don't know who ordered it, but somebody ordered, like, eight pizzas from Domino's, and one was pineapple. And I thought, man, that is the nastiest, like, sounding idea for a topping I've ever, ever thought of in my life. And then a good friend of ours, Mike Mango, goes, no, no, guys, you got to try it. It's actually randomly really good. You'd be surprised. So we tried it. I tried it, and I was very pleasantly surprised. So I'm, I'm guessing it was Mike that ordered that. It may have Probably. been, but I don't think it was because he was surprised too, he said. So, oh, interesting. Yeah, so somebody, some random kid We have kid a mystery did. person Wait, in so mix. is pineapple your choice? Mine? Yeah. No, I just wanted to comment on how we found <laughs> out about pineapple pizza. Uh, no, do I like pineapple on pizza randomly? Yes, I do ever since that time. Uh, unexpectedly but i would say um not it's just a little too weird to be like my all-time topic topping so i would say either plain but i don't like see, like 
I would always take a topping over plain myself. It's like plain's kind of boring. Plain's plain. Yeah. Um, I would either say sausage or bacon. More I, like a, again, I go to the meat I category. Dis- I couldn't disagree with you guys more. More. I'll hear okay, you. Okay. Well, out, I'm, ex- I, I'm excited to hear your answer. But so I, I first, can't I just, wait to disagree. First, I want to refute both of you. I already refuted you, Rox. I'm going to refute Dan. No, 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 no. <laughs> again, I want a little more of an okay. in-depth refutation. So here's why. Do you remember getting pizza in middle school and then also buying chocolate milk? That's the worst combination. It's an acid and a base. So sauce is acid, and pineapple is more acid. So that's just, my whole theory just kind of collapsed on itself because I was looking for a base. <laughs> but it's too yeah. much acid. The pineapple is acidic, and the sauce is acidic. So I think that's a horrible combination. So sorry, but not sorry. Also, the bacon and the sausage, that sounds good. But what are you going to do on a day like today? You can't have pizza today because it's Ash Wednesday. We're going to do it every Friday in Lent. You got to keep that in mind because it's for the rest of your life. And then again, my argument collapsed on itself because mine was pepperoni, but that's meat. So, <laughs> so you're going in circles so like to make no sense. Your yeah. argument's invalid. <laughs> you know what? We're just gonna we're just gonna assume that that it's either gonna be bacon or sausage. I think my mine wins just because pineapple's weird and it doesn't make sense. <laughs> so, on by virtue of default, I think it's gonna be sausage or bacon. Yeah. <laughs> so, rock. I can live with that. What? What did you? What kind of ideas did you have when it came to comes to your soul? And uh, what was the overall topic of the soul overall today? topic of today was how can we be the very ber- best version of ourselves in God? Um, I asked this question generally and specifically, but we'll start generically. Start with Anthony. Generically speaking, Ant. What does it mean to be the best version of yourself? What does that consist of? I think you're the best version of yourself when you feel fully alive, when you don't have any inhibitions. And I don't mean uh, inhibitions from sin. Obviously, we want to stay out of sin. But when you are just fully yourself and you don't have to think, you don't have to try to act a certain way, you don't have to be a certain way, you can just be authentically yourself and not care whether or not people accept you for it. Um, I think that's, that's what it means to... Yeah. Yeah. It's funny here in my notes, I had a quote from St. Irenaeus, and I know you both heard of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the glory of God is a human being fully alive. That's one of my favorite quotes of all time. Um, so specifically, uh, what, does it, what does being the best version of yourself consist of? Uh, personally? Like personally. For yeah. For, okay. For, yeah. The best version of myself is I'm always happiest when I'm active. Okay. So whether that's playing sports or um, getting tasks done. I love every day I make a list of things I have to complete. And as I, as I get them done, I cross them off one by one. And I'm, I've always just been happiest when I'm productive. Sometimes it's hard for me to, to be productive because I can let discouragement creep in. And when that happens, I'm not being fully alive. I'm not being fully myself. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree with that because what comes with productivity is, is a sense of self-care. And it, it takes a lot of hard work and sacrifice and discipline. And it's something I work on every day. But when you know you're taking care of yourself, there's something freeing about that. Yeah, and there's a phrase that uh, I'm a teacher, and the fourth graders say this phrase a lot. It's love God, love others, love self. And that sounds really kind of almost corny, but it's actually completely authentic. Mm-hmm. And you can't forget to love yourself. It's very important. You can't love yourself more than God and more than others, but loving yourself is a very important component of being a Christian. Because yeah. like I, I think I said this on the, the last podcast, if you don't love yourself properly, you can't love others properly. Absolutely. For me, the way to lo- best way to love yourself would actually consist in forgetting yourself completely. Because then, once you let go of your own identity and 
you realize that your total identity is just in Christ, like just in God, then you're not really worried about what people think of you. You're not worried even what you think of yourself. St. Paul says, I don't even judge myself. I don't think about myself at all. All I know is that I'm loved by God, taken care of by God. And so I think the best way to love yourself, and I think a lot of the saints would say, would be to forget about yourself to such an extent that you're just wrapped up in God's will. Whatever he wants today, fine. If I make a mistake, no big deal because, um, you know, I know I was nothing except God's love anyway. If I sin, of course you don't want to sin ever, but if you do, it's like, okay, well, I was a sinner anyway. My, my identity is that I'm loved by God, you know? So for me, the best way for me to keep my self-esteem up is to literally not have self-esteem and just not think of myself at all. Not low self-esteem, not to be discouraged or anything. I don't mean that. But I mean totally to just let go of any thoughts about yourself, any judgments, because in the end, we are all nothing but loved by God. And that keeps us humble because it allows us to realize that all the good in us is not actually us, it's God. But it's also freeing because we know when we mess up, hey, it doesn't matter because God's got me. My identity is just to be loved by God. Yeah, right. So I have a follow-up question, Dan. So I think that was an excellent insight. But So then how would you, or how could I forget about myself, but at the same time make sure that I take care of myself? Like where where's the line? Okay, that's a great question. I would say for me it would be... Um, it would be prayer to, to make sure in your free time. Now, there's nothing wrong with having hobbies and things like that. Sometimes you need to decompress, you know. Uh, I would say to make sure when you do have some free time, put a little prayer in there. Because every time you go to prayer, you are reminding yourself that, hey, I'm a figment of God, right? I'm a thought of God. And that's not a negative thing. That's a beautiful thing. Now, I don't take myself so seriously, right? I'm a... I'm a and every time you pray, you're like you're like fueling yourself with being reminded that God, it's God in you doing everything. And that in the end, like, because it's God, like I said, you just don't have to worry about your mistakes. Like, okay, he's got him. He took him on the cross. I'm good, you know? You don't have to worry about your future. All right, he's got it. <laughs> you know? You don't have to worry about how you think yourself. If you, let's say you think too low of yourself. Well, you don't have to worry about that or think about that because in the end, he loves you unconditionally. He died on a cross to show you that. So <laughs> the weird thing I, t- I tell my students is that um, and this sounds weird. This can be taken the wrong way. So you got to make sure they're taking this the correct way. Uh, but if they are taking it the correct way, it works. It's, uh, if you, if you notice that like your students seem to have like low self-esteem or they, they, they don't think that they're, you know, all that, and they have doubts about themselves. I literally tell them, I'm sorry, but it doesn't matter what you think. Now, if you just leave it at that, that makes the situation even worse. I said, what matters though is what God thinks. That's really all that matters. And if he has declared that he loves you unconditionally, no matter what, boom, then your negative thoughts about yourself, false. They're lies. And that can increase your confidence in God. Oh, 100%. Go back to our last podcast. (laughs) So, Rock, what do you think? What do you think it means to be fully alive? I I would echo everything you guys um, just said and just living a a healthy, balanced, prayerful life. Me specifically, of course, all, all of that applies. But me personally, I believe that God did call all of us, myself, you guys, to JMJ Missions. And he, uh, you know, we talked about this before. He allowed us to go through certain experience, but it was all pointing towards JMJ. And I believe I we all play a, an important role in this. And I believe that part of being the best version of myself is being the best, uh, I guess, occupier of my role that I could be within JMJ. My role is the media guy, I do all the film work, I do all the editing, I love editing. It's not everything, of, of course, um, obviously there's a foundation there that 
that precedes, you know, my love for editing, editing and all that. But part of being the best person I could be within JMJ is being the best editor and put, putting forth the best content I could put forth within the ministry. <clears throat> yeah, it's so important to always give your best. Um, you know, going back to what we said, God has endowed each one of us with such a spark on the inside. And like I said, it's really, it belongs to him and not us, which keeps us humble. But the weird thing is he loves us so much that he wants us to like play this role of taking that spark and using it for good. And um, everyone has a different spark. Everyone has a different, and I think, I think uh, oh, actually, weirdly enough, I didn't even think about this, but now that I am, that's a, that's a term used in the movie Soul is to find your spark, right? I was not thinking about this <laughs> till just now. It's really weird. But everyone's got that. First, you could say existentially, the spark of your soul, the fact that you exist, that's a spark in itself. Then on another level, you could say the spark of the Holy Spirit through baptism, the sacraments, through prayer. That's like a love that wells up. But I would say there's a third spark, and that's your particular niche that you're something you're good at. You can offer to God in the world. Maybe you're good at painting. Maybe you're good at music. Maybe you're good at speaking. Maybe you're good at filmmaking. Maybe you're good at uh, predicting the weather, <laughs> getting up on screen. You know, uh, and there's all kinds of different sparks that you can have uh, that we should offer to the Lord. What do you guys think? You're so, Rock. You went into your filmmaking. Would that? Would you? Would you say you think that's the the the, the third degree? We'll call it the third degree <laughs> spark that God has given you. Yeah, absolutely. I, I believe that's. I, I I feel like that's my my voice, and and that's what it's become. I feel like it's been my voice for so many years. But and if I could, if I can cater that voice or channel that voice to the most important thing, which is our faith, then nothing else really like matters. So um, I'm happy to, again, I said at the last podcast, fuse together my two loves of faith and filmmaking. This is, this is how I feel like I can most contribute to JMJ and what God's, what's God's asking of me. Yeah. And rock, even outside of JMJ, I think your spark is just when you get really passionate about something, you get really good at it. True. Like I think Rock mentioned before how he played piano for about a summer, but he played every single day and he was dedicated and he took notes and logged his time in and time out and he was amazing at it. So when he's passionate about something, he, he can get really excited and gets really good at it. So I think outside of JMJ, that's just one of the sparks. I, and, I, and that's something I think about a lot. And I thank God for that quality. I have a rather obsessive <laughs> quality about me, uh, but it could, you know, it could be used for so much good. And as you said, when I get very passionate about something and I can't stop thinking about something, I just want to be the best person I, I can at it. And Dan, I think your spark, this is turning into me mentioning what your sparks are. <laughs> <laughs> I think your spark, Dan, is just like your wit and like your, your intelligence with the faith. Like if you don't know Dan, I, I think we said this in the Boom Roasted video, but Dan can read something once and it's locked into his brain for all time. I have to read the same paragraph 15 times and I still don't get it. But Dan is just like a steel vault, and he uses that for God all the time. <laughs> I do forget he, things here and there. In fact, I've got these talks coming up, and I'm, I have to review all my notes multiple times <laughs> to make sure that I can hold it together. But, you know, you're, you're right. The Lord has given us all very, very special gifts. Um, and, uh, and I got to say, um, your spark seems to be, well, number one, the way we benefit is you're very, very thoughtful, very thoughtful. Well, the personal you. touch you put on the Instagram and the, and the social media is wonderful. But also, I think the Lord was able to hone in on a spark from, that you had, which we were talked about, uh, which is um, when you were on RUTV, right, mm -hmm. doing the weather. Because you have the, 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 the charismatic look for things, but it needed to be honed. And it's so crazy that back when you were 
working on your television presence, your screen presence. You had no idea that God, God probably did, obviously. He definitely did. Was crafting you, was was uh, molding you for JMJ because right. you're very good on camera now, and you're <laughs> giving talks to for, for confirmation retreats, things like that. Yeah, and even our first, the very first time we filmed for JMJ, we had our. It was why doesn't God talk to me? And I rock hit said action and click the button for record. And I just went into Rutgers mode, and I forgot <laughs> about that. I didn't know what it was like, but it just snapped back into me. So it's like that Rutgers stuff really helped me for JMJ missions. Mm-hmm. So I think one thing for the viewers that we could, or not the viewers, the listeners. Mm-hmm. Wow, this yeah. podcasting thing. Sometimes is... <laughs> there'll be viewers. I guess there, yeah, Sometimes. I guess we'll have some on YouTube. Yeah. Um, think about what's your spark. You know, not just what are you into, but what are you good at. Usually, it's one, it's it's two, it's you know, both both end something that you're into and you're good at. And how can you use that? Because it's not just us. We all, every right. single person has something they're good at. And sometimes multiple things are good at. What way can you contribute to the good of society? Can you give that gift to God and the church? The church is so, guys, the church is the light of the world. The church is literally like Jesus to the world today. And let's just be honest, especially with COVID, it's it's getting hit hard, right? Mm-hmm. What was it? 80% of Catholics, 90% of Catholics were going to mass 50 years ago. Now yeah. it's 20% of American Catholics. The church really needs your spark. Whoever is listening, please think of a way you can hone your skill, develop that craft, as you like to say, Rock. Um, and, and your brother Vince loves that term. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's a great barber. Um, how can you hone in on this craft? How can you develop this skill to offer to the church yeah. in some way to save souls? Because that's what this is all about. And, and when you are honing that skill and perfecting that craft, I believe you are being the best potential of yourself. But you're truly being your authentic self in God when you dedicate that to the church. That you makes know? perfect yeah. sense. And and it all goes back to our topic of being your most authentic self. You actually are being your most authentic self when you're living your highest potential, honing your skill or that spark and giving it to God and you're, you know, you're being the best version of yourself and you're setting the world on on fire. Yeah. And also don't think that your, your spark or your gift isn't good. I mean, there's always going to be a million voices in your head that'll tell you that you can't do something or that you're not this enough or not blank enough or, or that there's always kind of going to be these lies that come from the evil one, but you just got to put them aside, Mm -hmm. just put them aside and move forward. And you might not be perfect. You might not be professional. You might not be the the best in the world, but it doesn't matter. Just go out and use it. Just use your spark. hundred percent. And and like you said, and great point, because when you mess up, sometimes maybe you'll fail. Uh, and sometimes maybe spiritually you fail, you sin, you have to bounce back and bounce back as fast as you can. Do not let discouragement stop you from serving the church and, and helping to save souls in some way, whatever it might be. Um, also rocked to one point that you made that was, I thought was really insightful. Um, God gives you this gift no matter what, like no matter what, whether you are into your faith or not, whether you're a Christian or not, whether you're praying or not, God gives you gifts. Maybe it's a gift of music, you know? Here's the amazing thing about God. He gives you this gift, and he doesn't force you to use it for him. You could have this beautiful gift of music. You think of lots of musical artists, right? Incredible voices, incredible songwriting abilities, and 90% of them probably don't really contribute. No offense. I mean, I'm saying they're bad people, not judging or anything, but probably 90% of musical artists don't actually do any real good with their music besides provide entertainment. Mm -hmm. Maybe 10% of them actually give that back to God to try to benefit society or the church or the Lord in some way, right? Um that's just amazing about God that he gives you this quality, gives you these talents completely unconditionally. And then wants you with your own free will to give it back to him, but will never force you. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a great point, Dan. 
Do you have anything to add to that? No, and I no? think that was awesome. Okay, so do you guys have any saints that you look up to in particular um, that are role models for you that help you to be the best version of yourself? Yes, I have a bunch of saints that I'm into. Um, but the ones that I, I was thinking of were martyrs, and I don't want to talk about a martyr right now. So, then, <laughs> so Dan, I'll let you go first. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to say three. I'll just go through them real quick. Uh, first, she's not a saint yet, but obviously, and we'll talk about our conversions at some point in a video or a podcast, but servant of God, Maria Esperanza, 100%. And the reason is because she, her spirituality was so natural. She was not a nun. Most saints tend to be nuns, priests, religious, not all, but a lot of them. She was not. She was a wife, a grandmom, a, a, a mom. She was a lay uh, apostolate worker, right? And um, she was able to balance family life and, you know, have a baby coming on the way. So this is really exciting for me and Karen. She was able to balance being a mom and having tons of kids with evangelizing like crazy. And that's really hard to do, to do it naturally. Um, second, one saint I've been thinking about a lot. Um, well, second is St. Gemma Galgani. Talk about her later. But um, one I've been thinking about a lot today, in fact, today I was just asking for his intercession, is uh, Blessed Francis Xavier Silos. Uh, American priest, uh, he was from Bavaria, Eastern Europe, came to the U.S. in the 1800s to help with all the Catholics here who didn't have the sacraments. Uh, and um, pretty much was a, was a, when, when he came over here, was pretty much a, uh, he's asking for death because priests were overworked so much in the 1800s in America that the average lifespan for a priest was mid-40s. Most of them died of heart attacks and things like that because of stress. He was amazing. And weird that you asked this, Rock, just today I realized he gives mission. He gave, used to give missions all the time. He would travel all over the place to give missions. I had totally forgotten about that, and I have four missions coming up. Aunt, you have a few talks coming up in March. This is the most packed month we've ever had, JMJ wise, for talks. And I'm been really, really nervous about these missions. You know, like you know, a lot of things are going to come down to, you know, these talks. A lot of souls are going to be, you know, in play here. Um, not in play, like they're going to go to heaven or hell, but they're going to be, you know, can benefit from these talks. And I was uh, looking into his life and just remember just today that he was one of his biggest tasks was giving missions. So I look up to his ability to consistently travel around in a harsh environment, anti-Catholic environment at the time, um, talking to hundreds of people uh, on a limited um, sleep, you know, on a tough schedule, preaching the Lord and doing it effectively and with a smile and with a laugh. So blessed Francis Silos. Nice. Good answer. I think mine would have to be St. Francis de Sales, nice. as I've talked about him many times on JMJ Missions. And it's just because I read his book. It's called An Introduction to the Devout Life. And it's kind of like how to be holy for dummies. And it's like if you're just starting this journey, he goes into every almost every possible to uh, scenario or topic that you could think of, and he tells you what you should do. And he knows that you might not achieve that level, and he gives you hints and tips on how to get to that level slowly but surely. And one of the things he said so much in his book was that being holy and, or acquiring virtue is like a sunrise in the morning. If, if you go outside at noon, it's bright as day. No pun intended. It's just completely bright. But <laughs> at 6 a.m., there's a little tiny bit of light, and that light slowly, slowly increases. And that's the same thing with our, our pursuit of Christ. It's not We want it to be bright as day. We want to be automatically holy, but it doesn't work like that. It's like a slow sunrise. That's a great analogy, especially, like you said, for a beginner mm -hmm. who needs time to, to, to work at it and yeah. to grow, well, to work at their craft, which the most important craft is being holy. Mm -hmm. That's a great point. Yeah. And then f I guess for me, um, I would say Maria Esperanza, and I would say Blessed Pierre. <laughs> and it, it, all goes back, it all goes back to balance. I always admired people who are very holy but just live such a normal, natural, balanced life 
lifestyle. There's something so beautiful about that. So I, I would say those two. And why, why, uh, you want to give some examples of Blessed Pierre, you know, the, the balance he had in his life. Blessed Pierre, he was, Giorgio ex- he was an extremely, you know, holy person. He died at 24. He's from Turin, right? Turin, Italy. And he was very prayerful, extremely devout, daily mass. But he had this balanced way about him. He would take his friends to the pool hall. They would make bets. Um, he he loved the mountains. He you know he loved to smoke pipes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say something else. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he just had this very natural, authentic way about him. And I truly believe that he was living out his most authentic self. And it, a lot of people were attracted to that. They really were. Yeah. To this day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, when you try to look holy or you try to act holy, you're usually not holy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you're totally yourself, yeah. but you're the most loving, prayerful, like you said, Rock, best version of yourself, that's when you actually start to becoming, become holy. And the weird thing is you usually don't know you're becoming holy because if you know you're becoming holy, then it goes through your head and you're not humble mm-hmm. anymore. So yeah. usually mm-hmm. you're just being yourself right. and you end up becoming better and better and better and not even realizing mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And when you start to pursue Christ and you try to, you're trying to be holy, that's when your flaws are going to come to the surface. Like they're they're going to just rise right to the top, and it's going to make you feel awful. But <laughs> but you're not actually because it's God's grace that are bringing them to the surface and allowing His healing hand to get in there. Right. What was the analogy? It was that um, when you're not close to God, is it the um, car and the windshield? The car and the windshield. It's my yeah. favorite analogy. Can I do it? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so if you're driving towards the light, uh, let's say it's summertime and you're driving west, you're driving towards Philadelphia, the sun is going to be right in your face, right in the right dead smack looking you right in the eye. At that time, your windshield is going to look completely disgusting. You're going to see every single smudge, every single smear, every single bug splatter that's happened. If you're driving the opposite direction, if you're driving east at sunset, you're driving away from the light, synonymous with driving away from Christ, your windshield looks completely clean. You, it, it looks totally fine. And what that means is that when you're not trying to get close to God, you think that you're okay. You think that you're good. I mean, how many times have you heard people say, like, I'm not a bad person. I never killed anybody. Right. It's like you think right. they think there's absolutely nothing wrong with them. It's only when you turn towards the light and turn towards Christ that you see how much gunk is actually on your soul. Right. Yeah. And that's not meant to discourage you because we all have gunk. It's, it's and, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. It's, it's funny that you said, you know, I, you know, I'm a good person. I didn't kill anyone. It's funny that the Lord himself didn't even consider himself a good person. Right. He said there was only one who was good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he gave all the credit to the Father, yeah. all of it. And he was God, yeah. man. And you know, it's another great point is that when you finally get into your faith and you have a lot of friends who are not very spiritually minded or they're not uh, Christian or whatever, the first thing you normally get from them is that apparently you're judgmental and you mm-hmm. think you're better, better than everybody else. But the weird thing is that most people who truly got into their faith for the right reasons will tell you, the second you start driving towards the sun, the second you start move, you start moving towards Christ. That's when you realize, oh man, I am really far from. I'm yep. nowhere near as good as I thought. Mm-hmm. I need a savior. I need yeah. to be forgiven. So right. weirdly enough, you become more humble and less judgmental as you move towards God, even though everyone takes you takes it the other way. Yeah, and the windshield will never be totally clean in, until we're in heaven. Right. But I mean, you yeah, can work point. on the smudges. You can clean them off little, one by <laughs> one, and on the way, you might acquire some more smudges. But yeah. it's all right because you're on the right path. <laughs> and hence. Be well on your way to becoming the best version of yourself. Yep. <laughs> Nicely done, Rock. So um, we have a question for you, Dan or Anthony. Feel free to chime in. Our question is, can God speak through your dreams? Oh, so the Q&A segment. Q&A segment, yes. Okay. 
Do you want to do a Q- little Q and A music? Music. Sure. I forget. I forget <laughs> the sound bite I did. No, just make up a new one. Just make up a new one. Yeah. Ready. Three, two, one, go. Do 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 do. I wasn't now, sure how long. I know. I was like, see, that was much more complex, intricate, <laughs> it was complex, and sophisticated yeah. than the I, first one. Yeah, yeah. I wanted, I wanted to go time. complex this week. Yeah, I wanted yeah. to add a little more, a little more <laughs> instrumental and and a little more bass. I like the so, you got the rhythm. Going you got the on. rhythm down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A little, little crescendo. Wait, at do the you end. see next week? Wait, I you think next week? I was just gonna. This needs to be an every week. Thing. Every week. Yeah. 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 I'm getting better. I'm getting better. <laughs> what was the question again? I, I have no idea what the question was. The question from this week's Q and A segment: Can God speak? Through your dreams. Ooh. After you. Okay. Um, okay. My answer is yes, he absolutely can. Should you freak out about that and think every dream is from God? Absolutely not. <laughs> um, there has been there have been saints, for example, Saint John Bosco. Uh, you know, he ran an oratory, or we call really an orphanage for boys and girls, but um, his first few were for boys, and. Um, he would take in orphan boys that were stealing things that had no fathers or mothers and um, take them in, teach them the Lord, uh, the catechism, teach them the faith, teach them a job so they can get a job, and uh, teach them how to be holy as well. Um, incredible saint. He had some mystical gifts, and one of which was that he would have dreams in which the Blessed Mother or Jesus or a guide, and he doesn't even know who this person is, could be a really holy person that died before from heaven or a saint or something that we don't know about, would reveal to him the state of many of the boys' souls in his dreams. And when he would wake up, he would question them, and he would actually find out exactly that the dreams he had were exactly true about this kid or that kid and what they were struggling with and what kind of sins they had and if they needed to go to confession. I think a lot of people, tons of people, in fact, um, in the U.S. alone, you know, you know, 80% of Americans say they've had at least one mystical experience, spiritual experience in their life that they can't explain in a study mm-hmm. from, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 years ago. Uh, Bishop Barron talked about that oh, in one of yeah, his videos. Yeah. Um, so people have these experiences all the time. Can it happen in dreams? Absolutely. Can the devil kind of try to mess with you in dreams? Sure. Can um, can the Lord give you some information regarding angel in dreams? Sure. Um, but you have to be very prudent. Um, do you want to explain the what prudence need for prudence means? in yeah. these things? Yeah. yeah, prudence is kind of when you know what to say when, and it's when you know how to when to share things and what things mean. Um, so I agree with you, Dan. I think it totally can happen. I think that, like you said, Saint John Bosco, he totally had that gift. And that's even in the Old Testament, too. Is it Joseph? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Joseph, Joseph King of Dreams. Great story. So that totally, absolutely can happen. But at the same time, I, I think it also oh, and, says... I'm sorry, Joseph in the New Testament, too. Oh, Angel yeah, comes and says right. Herod's going to kill the yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. I think at the same time, I think maybe the book of Proverbs, which is a hilarious book, by the way. Like, the way that they, <laughs> they word things is just really funny. It was a chapter 12. It says, uh, beginning of chapter 12 in Proverbs, it says... He who hates reproof is stupid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very straightforward. I, lo- I love it. Go I ahead, think <laughs> it might not be Proverbs. I could be wrong. But I think somewhere in the Bible it says you just shouldn't put stock in dreams. Uh, right. It's just like it, it kind of discredits them. And so I think if you have a dream and you think it might be mystical, I think you should discern it. You know, take it to prayer. Maybe get a spiritual director and talk about it. But I think sometimes we can over mm-hmm. and over put too much importance on a dream, like if we have a dream about a certain person, we think, mm-hmm. oh, this means I'm supposed to marry them. No, it doesn't. It means you, <laughs> wait, it means you wait Doritos before you went to bed. So it's like, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think that's absolutely correct. I think most of the time, dreams are just dreams. You don't want to overthink it. You don't, in general, in the, the spiritual life, you don't want to get almost superstitious and think that everything is a sign from God mm-hmm. because um, the Lord knows you're human. 
and he's not like some machine that's going to just give you signs, 50 signs every day, and oh my gosh, is this a sign, that's a sign. you got to chill sometimes and yeah. live your life and remember the basics, which is just to be close to the sacraments, be the best person you could be, pray, let the Lord's grace in your heart. That is by far the most important thing, more than dreams. But can he act in dreams sometimes? Yes, sure. but it's, like you said, great point, mm-hmm. something to discern yeah. and pray about and to be very balanced and, um, and docile. just docile about it. Very, oh, great word. Thanks. Great word. Do you want to add to that, Rock, or do you just want to be the host? I like being the host. This is this is fun. This is my first time being the host. Uh, <laughs> no, but I I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Fire rocket I agree with everything that was said. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, do you guys have any more you would like to add on our um, topic for I today's think, topic? No, I think about I'm good. Authentic, about being your best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. Great topic. I think we covered yeah. everything. Yeah, it's nicely done, Rock. Because yeah. of Soul, the movie. Oh, great. Yeah. yeah. It's weird that we yeah. just popped that on. Yeah. That's how God works, though. I think I think uh, that's the reason it was today's topic. I couldn't. I literally could not think of anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, you know, Soul comes on. I was like, okay, well, let's talk something about souls. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it just worked out. Yeah. So, again, as always, we invite you guys to look at our website, jmjmissions.com, Instagram, at jmjmissions, Facebook, YouTube. You just type in, obviously, jmjmissions. Um, and share this podcast uh, and rate it. Yeah. Rate it f- if you're five on Apple, stars. please rate it five stars. That helps so much. One more little Easter egg. If you guys could, it would make us really happy, kind of just me really happy because I didn't ask Rock and Dan. <laughs> but if you comment on one of our YouTube videos and say, like, your podcast is awesome, <laughs> like just that specifically, just say your podcast <laughs> is awesome, that'll show me that you listen to this long and then I'll pray for you. I'll probably pray a rosary for you. Not even kidding. <laughs> <laughs> a very, yeah. Absolutely. We will, we yeah. will all thank yeah. you. We will all pray like for Like specifically for you. Right. <laughs> kickbacks, spiritual yeah. kickbacks. So if that happens, I, I better do that. <laughs> <laughs> I. Yeah. Also, if you're in the South Jersey area, this next month of March, we have tons of talks coming up. So um, stay tuned on Instagram and social media to see the details for that. Yeah. Parish uh, near you. Do you want to do closing music or should we just save that for once once a show for Rock? I don't know. What do you think? I'll let, he's the host. He can decide. Yeah, let's do some closing music. All right. Go. Oh, for me. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Okay, we'll, we'll keep it once a show. Once a show. All right. All right. Once a show. Maybe we'll you don't want to overdo it. Anyway. Yeah. You don't want yeah. to, you got to keep it fresh. Yeah, true. So can't, thank can't you guys. Uh, thank you for being here tonight. Thank you to our <laughs> listeners. And thank you to, in general, our viewers and listeners for all the support and encouragement that you give to us. It means, it means a lot to us here at JMJ Missions. Yeah. And Rock, do you want to lead us in a prayer on the way out? Sure. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, thank you for uh, this meeting today, this podcast. We pray that it was very inspiring for our listeners. Um, thank you for speaking through us. Thank you for enlightening us uh, with ideas um, and with the wisdom to be able to articulate those ideas uh, in a way that would be beneficial for everyone listening. Please help us and our v- listeners uh, and the viewers of all of our videos, all who support us, help help all of us to be the best version of ourselves in you. And we ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 In the name of the Father, Father and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 God bless.